Three, two, one. What's up, Joe? Hey, how are you? I'm awesome. Uh, so we're going to talk some NBA today. We're one day out from the finals in the bubble. Uh, it's been pretty fucked up in this bubble. A lot of things have happened. The season's been crazy. Like, the season's gone on for a year and a half. It's not good for my mental health because I can't find another fucking hobby other than to watch this stupid shit. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm ready. I'm ready to get this thing started. Um, There's going to be no off season, really. Uh, it's going to go, like, straight into the fucking draft. Right, like, we're in summer league time right now. Summer league. Like, it should be summer league. What the fuck are they going to do about that? Season usually, usually kicks off in October, preseason. They've always wanted to move the start of the regular season to probably mid-December, no later than Christmas, because they don't want to give up their fucking Christmas game, because that's what they're known for. They NBA owns Christmas Day. Christmas fucking day. They have, like, how many games on that day? From noon until midnight. They got 12 hours of basketball on. Does ESPN and TNT both And ABC. Yeah. Nine games or some shit? Yeah, I think uh, ABC might run the 12 o'clock game, then ESPN's going to run the 3 and the 6, then TNT's going to run the late games. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next year. Cannabis is the cannabis? Cannabis is the cannabis. Uh, so, this matchup, we've got the Miami Heat facing off against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um... That's where we're about to go with this. Early thoughts. What do you think about this matchup? Just early thoughts. I, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think it's going to be really fun. Jimmy Butler has a eternal chip on his shoulder. He goes 130% every game. So he earned that chip. He earned it. He was like a zero-star recruit. He wasn't even a recruit. He's a Juco guy. Out of Texas. Yep, yep. He's just been a dog ever since he got in the league. He's got good size. He can shoot, drive, defend. His defense is his biggest attribute, though. Yeah, that's his bread and butter. Yeah. Then we got LeBron James. Let me play a little something for you. Uh, This happened, I think it was three days ago. The Lakers won the Western Conference, and uh, we had Rachel Nichols out there giving the uh, doing the presser on the court for the celebration. And uh, here I'm gonna play a little LeBron James. Good. LeBron James. Every year. Pretty much 30 players 
advance every year to the finals. So we're going to enjoy it tonight. But we understand that we got bigger fish to fry. Um, we understand it's a bigger goal. Um, but we can't take this for granted because this doesn't happen every year to, to anybody. Congratulations, LeBron. Enjoy your right, fun night, you. everybody. So that that was that. Sorry, that wasn't Rachel Nichols. That was, uh, oh, I forget her name. She's cute, though. But she did that interview. Um, so what did you notice? What the fuck do you see on that floor right there? Just, they dropped something from the sky. There's confetti all over the place. They dropped a little confetti from the sky. LeBron said they were going to celebrate. So he's like, we got this for one night. We, we got a little celebration coming forward for this one night. And that's this is, this is championship drama. It's a different fucking level mm-hmm. than what you have in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, because you know what didn't happen three days after that? You know what didn't happen? The fucking Miami Heat didn't drop any goddamn confetti when they won the East. Who's that? Is that on the NBA? Is that on Disney? That, is that on ESPN or TNT? They picked it. I'm sure Pat Riley sat back and said, we're not doing that. We're not celebrating like that. Yeah. So I think they're sending a message to the Lakers. What do you think? Are they sending that message saying, oh, we're not celebrating shit because we're not there yet? You guys, you and AD, you guys celebrate whatever it is. Kyle Kuzma, y'all have fun. But we're, the, we're the Miami Heat. Yeah. What do you think? You're trying to compare the Miami Heat to the Lakers? I mean, yeah. look in the rafters. I don't give a fuck, really. How many times? I, I'm not buying into this confetti thing. I'm not buying into it. But it's the drama. It might be the drama. Pat Riley. I mean... <laughs> oh, and take your meds. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I tell someone I'm going to do a podcast. Specifically, I'm going to my friend Joe's house to go do an NBA pod. She's like, oh, that's cool. Blah, 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 blah. And she calls me back to back to back. This happens every time, does it not? This is like a true story. Every time. She's trying to ambush your pod. She's trying to steal my glory. She thinks it's funny. Probably. She's getting her kicks. She knows what's going on here, too. So, what else do we have? I mean, we have to kind of revisit the story. We know six years ago, LeBron James walked the fuck out on Miami. Okay. We know that... Even after he walked out, Miami had to go through this huge five-year rebuilding process to finally get a team back, which they have this year, mm-hmm. which is amazing. They could do it in just uh, five years. That's the genius of Pat Riley, man. So they got a good coach, too. Yeah, we got Spolstra. But they got that drama. Even, like, Spolstra has a little bit of drama against LeBron. LeBron has that drama against uh, those guys. He tried to get Spolstra fired his within the first two weeks of uh, true. his time in Miami. He's and done that everywhere he's been, pretty much. Pat Riley was fucking livid when LeBron just up and left him. And uh, even LeBron's best friend, Dwayne Wade, didn't know LeBron was leaving the day before he actually left. Mm-hmm. Uh, this story was written by Brian Windhorse yep. in uh, April 2017, and he wrote this for Heat Nation which I think is owned by the Miami newspaper. Uh, but here's what Brian Winhurst said, just, just to revisit this, this LeBron-Miami Heat drama. Um, so when Wendy wrote, Dwayne is on the plane, and Dwayne doesn't know, Windhorst said. So they're on the flight. It's like a five-hour flight from Vegas to Miami. They're on a Nike jet. Dwayne is catching a ride back to Miami, literally on the plane, 
Lee Jenkins' first draft of the story, which Lee Jenkins wrote the story about LeBron leaving. Uh, his first draft was emailed already, and they're editing the draft sitting there with Dwayne Wade on the plane and with Dwayne Wade not knowing. Uh, Lee Jenkins knew before the Cavs even knew, and he knew before Dwayne Wade knew, and obviously before Pat Riley. So this is, I think this is why Riley's got so much animosity towards LeBron. But are you buying into it? Is that a good storyline? Is that a good narrative? Is that what? Is that why non-NBA fans are going to watch this finals? Or what do you think? No, I don't think non-NBA fans care. I don't think, like, non-NBA fans don't really even put the connection together that LeBron really played for the Heat. <laughs> they don't. They forget it. They forget. And they remember they hated him, but they don't know why. Right, exactly. Um as far as, like, the cloak and dagger shit, like, nobody knowing that LeBron's leaving, does he really owe it to him? Like, does it matter? I don't know. They wanted to build. They wanted to rebuild. They even drafted his guy. Who'd they take? Uh, Shabazz Napier? That's who LeBron was all about. He's like, yeah, I really like that kid. Before he told him not to go, and then Riley took Shabazz Napier to try to fucking please LeBron, show him, give him a little gift. Here, this is what you wanted. You can keep getting more of what you want here. Uh, but yeah, he had to go back to Cleveland. Yeah, he had to go do his thing there. It's all about his legacy. And he got him one. One in Cleveland, probably the most important title of the last, I don't know, 20 years. Outside Detroit winning mm-hmm. against the Lakers, Shaq and Kobe. And yeah. uh, I see a lot of similarities between that series and this upcoming finals. Where the Pistons were just a team that relied on defense and playing as a team. Uh, versus kind of Shaq and Kobe in the middle of uh, all the drama they had and thinking they could just turn it on and off and show up and win another title. Sure. Is Bam Adebayo uh, Ben Wallace reincarnated? I think so. Minus that giant-ass hair. Right. Bam's keeping it clean. Yeah. Uh, Bam and the Miami Heat, they've been keeping it real professional uh, by not really bringing their families into the bubble. Okay. Uh, but you know who's Bam, who Bam just brought into the bubble? His family. Yeah, he brought in his mom. Um, Bam was born in the Bronx, and he moved to High Point, North Carolina, which is basically just Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and lived in a trailer with just his mom. His mom was working two jobs, trying to get him to get by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he struggled. And he didn't want to bring his family in, but his mom said, I want you to bring me in when you reach the finals. And she told him this, like, I don't know, a few weeks back, uh, probably pre-bubble. And he's like, all right, Mom, that's when we're going to do it. And there she is. She's there now. So what kind of effect do you think that would be like to be reunited with your mom after not seeing someone uh, that close in your family for, you know, however many months this has been? Two months? Three months? Right. How long has it been? It's going to give him an emotional boost for sure. Um, I don't know how it'll affect, affect him, though. Is it going to be too much? Is he going to be thinking about his mom the whole time? Or is it going to be like a good boost? And It could probably go either <laughs> way. It depends on how he plays, really. Well, he's been playing really well, so... Yeah, he's he's an up-and-coming star for sure. Um, yeah, back to this, this weird playoff drama. Like, what's up with Doc West... 
or not Doc West, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Delonte yeah. West had a, oh, a headline, too. Ooh, let's get to him real quick. So right. why did the Delonte West headline happen to drop, like, days before LeBron's going into his 10th finals? Like, that's a little iffy. Someone leaked that story and let it leak. Nike let it leak. The NBA let it leak. I know it went out on social media, and there's not much you can do about that, but they could have shut this story down. But it just seems like weird timing because Delonte West had that hookup thing with LeBron James' mom back when they were teammates. And then here comes Delonte West being spread all over social media. And Mark Cuban going to pick him up and take him to a rehab center in Florida for his homeless, drug-addicted problems. But yeah, that story drops. That's crazy NBA drama. That's that's like regular season NBA drama yeah. on a whole new level. I love the NBA, man. Always something going on. So what's up with Doc? Why is he out? I didn't really hear if it was like a mutual part or... They're kind of making it seem like that, but maybe it's out of respect for Doc. Right. I know it's it seems to have been a Steve Ballmer decision. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. He took the reins well, out. Well, I mean... wasn't involved, but this was an ownership decision. What's that mean? He had a 3-1 lead. Mm-hmm. Against the Nuggets, mm-hmm. with the odds-on favorite from the start of the season mm-hmm. to win the title, got fucking the chosen one, fucking Kawhi, got fucking PG, PG thirteen percent. Well, PG it's not thirteen what, points. It's not what they gave up for him. No, they gave up. They probably would have been better with Gilgis Alexander in the playoffs. I don't think they have a draft pick till like 2026 or something. <laughs> no uh, picks till then? Until they trade PG for, I don't know who, but... Um, yeah, Doc has... He needed to go. They they were supposed to win. They were supposed to win the whole fucking thing. And it was time. He'd been there for a long time. I think he was the second longest tenured coach. He underperformed. Underperformed. He went through the same type of thing with Lob City, Chris yep. Paul, Blake Griffin days, JJ Redick on that team. Yeah. What's up? Shout out. Um, yeah, so he probably did need to go, but who who's next in line? Who's coming in? Well, hearing Tyloo rumblings. Mm-hmm. He's already there. Yeah, he's there. One of the assistants. He's got championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um Jeff Van Gundy. He gets brought up for every fucking coaching job mm-hmm. ever. I would say Ty. Ty Lue's going to be the guy? I think he's going to be the Ty guy. Ty the guy? <clears throat> he's got to make a move quick. He's got to sign his contract. And he just wants to get paid. And mm-hmm. Bomber's going to pay him more than what he would get anywhere else. Bomber's going to pay him more than what he'd get in New Orleans or Philly or... I did uh, hear uh, Sam, C- Sam Cassell. Yeah, he's an assistant there too, right? But I just see the Clippers going for some big splash. Like the uh, ex-Houston Rockets coach, D'Antoni. D'Antoni was talked about. That might be the the one. Ballmer's got the money to pay him. I think uh, his net worth is uh, equal to the next 17 NBA owners' net worth combined. (laughs) So he's not hurting for dollars over there. <clears throat> he can pay whoever he wants to pay. He yep. can get whoever he wants to get. What coach would not want to coach that team? 
with all those stars, all that talent, mm-hmm. all that bench, arguably, you know, a top five guy in the NBA. Kawhi brand new stadium. Title. Yeah, brand new arena. Brand new arena. In L.A. Great weather. Basketball mecca. Los Angeles, California. Who wouldn't want that job? So, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it fresh. Let's go. Let's go. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on this? The 2019-2020 regular season. Like, like what are you going to remember about the pre-COVID NBA this year? A couple things. What do you got? Well, we just touched on the Clippers and how they were the favorites. And they just... They won games just on their talent alone, but they never meshed the whole season. Mm-mm. So I'll remember that, and I'll remember um, how insignificant the regular season MVP award is. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Giannis MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Doesn't matter. Who's done that? Hakeem and who else? Jordan. And MJ. It's a good club to be in, but... Good club to be in. It doesn't matter. If you can't get it done in the fucking playoffs, can't even get to your conference finals, come on, man. Like, if you're that good, like, LeBron took some fucking... He took Della Vadova to the fucking finals. <laughs> And Delhi played good in that finals, too. Well, sure. Sure. I think I'm going to remember the coming of Luka Doncic yeah. this season. I mean, any any game he could get a triple-double. His team, well, they get probably 15, 20 more wins this year than last year. They acquired Porzingis this year, but he didn't even get to play that much because he was hurt. Yep. And still coming back from an injury. He's seven foot three, and I guess what's he got? Knee problems or something? Yeah, it's not good. So his time's limited, but he's only like twenty five, man. It's insane. The up and coming of the Dallas Mavericks is going to be my favorite thing going forward. Maxi Kleber, mm-hmm. Like him. Trey Burke killed it. They acquired him in the playoffs, but yeah. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell. If he was healthy in the playoffs, could have been a little different story. And then we got everybody's favorite, Boban. Oh, yeah. He's fucking... He's great. Um, how's the league set up as a brand for the next 5, 10, 15 years? Like, what What do you think? What's the future for the league going to look like? I mean, it's going to... It's in great shape. Is it ever going to outpace the NFL? No. Globally, it will. And it already does globally. But here in the States, no. No. It's just not going to happen. What kind of moves are they going to make? Are they going to have international teams? Are they going to no, I get just... involved in international tournaments? Or, like, what's their next big move? Do they move exclusively to, like, Spotify? And you watch all your NBA on Spotify? That'd be or interesting. Or Amazon? Or YouTube? Or some new tech company? Right. Um... I don't know. What do you see? Wouldn't that be amazing if you could pay like $80 or something for the NBA season and you got every game? Mm-hmm. And if you wanted the playoffs, maybe it'd be like another 30 bucks or something for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you get every fucking game. 
I would buy it for 80 bucks. That's a good price point. It'd be a good price. It's probably way cheaper than what it actually would be. Mm -hmm. I'd probably about 200 bucks. I don't even know what NFL ticket is. Mm -hmm. Probably a couple hundred, actually. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what the next move is. Um, but it's like, as far as the NBA in a position over the next five or ten years, they're... The talent in the youth in the league is amazing. And there's some really good international players that are going to keep international interest in the NBA. So that could, you know. And there's more to come. We haven't even seen all the guys that are going to be coming out over the next couple of years. Right. There's going to be another Luca. There's going to be another uh, Jamal Murray, another Canadian that comes in. There's going to be another uh, Jokic. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another Embiid. Um, and even like LaMelo Ball, he went and played in fucking Australia or whatever. Yeah, like the Fort Wayne Mad Ants might just be like the destination for every like five-star recruit. Get on that pro contract, come play some basketball in Fort Wayne for two years. What if the NBA got into some sort of international G League or something? Just, just another, basically like an academy, like a school, like they're doing out there. Maybe these guys from the time they're thirteen and just brand it under the NBA. Or yeah, or maybe they take like the Israeli league and it's mm-hmm. branded by the NBA. Mm-hmm. They could just buy that league. They could buy any league they want. Right. Probably for not that much money. How much do you think some I, of those would go for? I'm not going to speak to that. A billion dollars. Billion dollars, ten billion. They got ten billion dollars. They got ten billion. They got many, many billions. Um, yeah. So we're gonna take a short break. Uh, coming back, uh, we got a little ear kink for you. So stay with us. All right, man. So here's an interesting fact. Uh, kind of transitioning into some more playoff talk. Uh, but did you know the Miami Heat? And the Los Angeles Lakers are both 12-3 and three in these playoffs. I didn't know that, but it sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've definitely um, been the two best teams throughout the whole playoffs, for sure. They've handled the bubble well. Um, Lakers had a pretty easy road, a lot of people are saying. I'm one of those people who says that. I mean, so what? They lost one game in each round. Am I right? They lost mm-hmm. one to Portland, one to Houston, one to Denver. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right there. But Portland, Dame gave it all his all just to get to the playoffs, and he was spent and probably injured mm-hmm. when he finally matched up against them. So that was a cakewalk. Who did Houston beat them. to get to the Lakers? Oh, that is a good question. And let me give you an even better answer. Houston beat OKC. And didn't that take them like six games to be? I think it took them six. Yeah. Oh my god. They were probably pretty tired. Uh, I don't. They were getting enough rest. Get a day off and play. Get no traveling. Russ had COVID too. We don't know what the fuck that did to Russ. True. I mean, he was coming back from COVID. Like Eric Gordon, did he have COVID too, or he had some injury? He might have also had COVID. Right. I mean, that's two guys that didn't look right in the bubble at all. But. Every round, oh, the Blazers, oh, they can beat the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, the Rockets, oh, the small ball, it can beat them. 
oh, this Jokic guy, oh, yeah, they uh, can they, beat him. They all got tired. Even the Nuggets, I mean, the Nuggets went seven games against, like, the Jazz and seven games against the fucking Clippers and I play the Lakers, like, they had to be fucking tired, too. Lakers did have an easy path to this. Sure. Easy path. You just play who's in front of you, though, and that's the way it is. Uh, my... But then every... This is a whole LeBron thing. When he played in the East, oh, he only played this guy. He only played this guy. He only played this guy. Right. You play who's in front of you. <sighs> well, you know who he's not going to have to play is the fucking Greek freak because uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo beat the top team in the NBA. Well. Did you see that coming ahead of time? Yeah. Did that throw you off? Yeah. No, I don't see the Bucks winning anything until... Like, Giannis is the number two option on a team. Ooh. Ooh. Who would go good as a number one with Giannis? Like, no no worry about contracts, salaries, any of that. Who's John the Morant. Best guy? John Morant and Giannis. That would be pretty powerful. So, yeah. It's just in a couple years, like, Ja's going to be that good, I think. Or Luka and Giannis would be interesting. What about Tatum and Brown as a fucking one-two option? I mean, the Celtics just lost to Miami in kind of an underwhelming series where Brad Stevens was outcoached uh, probably again because Nick Nurse probably outcoached him in round one, but they just had more talent. And then um, Eric Spolster definitely outcoached Brad Stevens. But sure. what do you think about Tatum and Brown I, as a duo? Where do they rank? I, I like them. Um, I think Brown isn't... I don't think he's good enough to be like the number two guy. Do they stay together? Because both their contracts are going to be up soon. Boston going to resign both those guys. Probably. Probably. They need to get rid of that Gordon Hayward contract. They need a big that's better than Daniel Tice. Is it it safe to say if Boston did win against the Heat, the Lakers would have just blown them out because Boston has no big at all? And the Lakers would have just blew out the Celtics. Celtics Yeah, they'd they'd run them off the court. Um, yeah, so what, let me ask you this, uh, and this can be in the bubble, uh, this is, this is in the bubble, but it can be either pre-playoffs in the bubble or playoff moments or series. What do you wish you had a different, what do you wish had a different outcome and why? I wish Perzingis and Doncic did not get injured in that Clippers series. Because Dallas would have fucking won the finals this year. But they they would have won the fucking finals. The they just couldn't, or the, the Clippers. If if they wouldn't have got hurt, they were going to beat the Clippers. Montrose Harrell going up and stepping on Luka's shoe while he just hurt his ankle the game before and claiming, no. So fucking dirty. Was it Montrez? It or was wasn't it Pat Mont- Bev. Was it Pat Bev? Oh, uh, it's the Morris. Oh, it was the Morris. It was Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. Fucking asshole. Douchebag. Uh, so you wish they didn't get injured. I was kind of on the same line of thinking. I just wanted to see them 
just pull it out against the Clippers. I wish the refs didn't officiate the opening seconds of game one of that series the way they did and just let Luka get beat up and bullied no matter what. When he was first-team All-NBA this year, yep. Kawhi wasn't first-team All-NBA. Kawhi was second. Luka was first-team All-NBA this year, mm-hmm. and they treated him like shit from uh, an official. 21 years old. They're not going to – I don't know. Who, who gives the orders, like – I think you it's gotta, the NBA. There's, is it Adam think, Silver? Does he give the orders to the refs? Like, hey, I think you gotta ultimately yes. Yeah. I mean, it's trickling down from his office in one way or to. another. It's got to be. And they officiate every round differently, every team differently, every sure. player differently. Like, who's the refs aren't deciding that on their own. The head of the refs isn't deciding that on his own. So right. It's got to be coming. From yeah, the I mean, top. it goes game to game. Even I guarantee that they have meetings or whatever, and it's hey, you got to make sure you're watching this guy when he's driving here, or you know. Mm-hmm. How do you think the bubble affects these refs? Because I don't think they can have their family. Yeah, they're jerking off a lot. What are they doing? Are they eating these nice restaurants. The NBA players are eating. Are they eating like? Uh... Pizza delivery because they only make like hundred grand a year. They're probably eating pizza delivery because they don't want to be around the players. Do you think the bubble is affecting uh, either one of these teams in a good way or a bad way? Like, do you think there's really been an effect? Like, if this was a regular postseason, would we still have these two teams? I think it's honestly affecting most teams positively. Just because they can be in there and focus on basketball. They're professionals. They're getting They're professionals. Paid. It kind of just shows who's emotional and who's not. Mm-hmm. Like who's PG, strong, who's PG not. could not handle it. Nope. He proved it. Yep. Luca could fucking handle it. He was ready to kill people. Dame could handle it. Mm-hmm. You see all these fucking dogs out there. Jimmy Butler and Adebayo could handle it. And obviously LeBron can handle it. AD can handle it. Are we sure about Let me AD? Look. Are we sure about AD? Because yeah. up until this year, well, AD won one playoff series in his entire career. He's, he's he getting, won one first-round series. He can get a bucket anytime he wants. Well, he's got to do it now. Um, did you... Why the, would that change, though? He just played Jokic. Jokic is... Better than anybody on the Heat. As a single player, he's better than anybody on the Heat. It was a horrible matchup. Like, they couldn't match up against the Lakers. Jokic couldn't match up against AD, and AD would make... um, Who's the bench guy? Their bench center. Uh, The white dude. Plumlee? Plumlee. Like, AD just owned Plumlee. Like, they didn't have a shot. And Jokic is not a defender at all. But, you know, this guy out in Miami named Bam, that motherfucker can defend somebody. Um, but I don't know. We'll get to all that. We'll say, we're saving a little bit of that for later. Uh, but what's the um, matchup, or what's this, the season record of Miami versus the Lakers? Like, where are they at? Oh, versus each other? Yeah, head, they head played matchup. each they played each other twice, I believe. What happened uh, in those games? Uh Lakers won both of them, one game by like 
15 and then like another by five. And LeBron probably went off in that series, didn't he? Yeah, LeBron had nearly two triple doubles like normal. Uh, AD had his games. And then nobody else really scored. Um, Avery Bradley was playing at that time. So they are missing that. Jimmy Butler head-to-head against LeBron. They're 17 for 17. Split. Huh. Playoffs and regular season um, over the course of their career. Okay. So. Did Jimmy, Jimmy played on those good Bulls teams, right? He was on those Bulls teams, which always okay. gave LeBron a fucking series. They were good. And then uh, I'm sure Jimmy in Minnesota probably set out, didn't play. That Those don't count. Him in Philly, they probably had some good ones, and now, you know, him in Miami. Um, so, I mean, they match up well against each other. But I'm still concerned, like, about AD proving it in the finals for the first time. That's that's my ultimate concern. Um, yeah, what do you think? Do we cover? Do we cover a little recap on how we got to where we are here, Miami versus Lakers? Anything else you want to add to that? Nope. Let's go into uh, where are you putting your fucking money, bro? Uh, let's talk betting odds. Okay. Um, I know you've looked at them. What what bet would you put some money on? What prop bet? What'd you see on there that you liked? How much you throwing down? <laughs> how much you about to win? I am one to go for big odds. Uh, so I found first basket of the game, mm-hmm. JaVale McGee. Ooh, I don't like that. Plus 1,000. We don't know if he's going to start. He's starting. It might be Dwight. We'll see. Okay, so JaVale will say he's starting. Plus he's going to score on a pick and roll lob. Ooh. They're just going to come out and we try to assert their dominance. First play. If they hit on that, you're going to celebrate hard, aren't you? I put $3 on it to get 33 back. Hey. Hey. Do that. Why not? What about you? Um, I found one. This is a game one stat. Just first half only. The over under for total points is 111 and a half. So what's that divided by two? Like uh, 55 versus 56? Mm-hmm. 56 versus 57? Something like that. I think it's going to be a low-scoring first half. I think it's going to start off horrible. Horribly on the offensive and defensive end, but no one's going to be able to shoot. Something weird's going to happen, so I'm going to take the under on that. And uh, What was the odds on that? Uh, you know, I don't like, know if I checked. Plus 150 sure. or something? Probably something was. like that. We'll run with that. Um what do you think about these odds for winning the title? We have the Lakers are a minus 360 and the Heat are a plus 260. Is that worth putting your money down on anything? Uh, are those the odds that you thought were going to come out when this series uh, was decided? I'm not putting any money on that. Do you know who Kyrie Irving's taking in this series? He had a prediction. He picked the Lakers. Lakers in six. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He, I mean, he's an NBA All Star. He's a great player. He must be seeing something, right? Um, what other odds do we have? Ooh, who's going to be Finals MVP? 
out of these, out of these, these guys right here, let me know if I'm missing someone you were thinking, uh, just for betting purposes. But LeBron James is a minus 165. AD is a plus 300. Jimmy Butler is a plus 750. Bam's a plus 900. Uh, then we've got a series of other guys that are on more than plus 900. But uh, for betting purposes, what are you thinking there? What would you do? For betting purposes? Yeah, finals MVP. Mm. First of all, who do you, who's going to win it? Who's, well, who are you taking for this bet? Finals MVP. For betting purposes. For betting just purposes. Just to make some money. Just to make, make some money. money. Shit. I couldn't talk there for like 45 seconds. I was talking in circles. Somehow you got it. I'm, I saw it in your eyes. Let's go. I'm putting purposes. <laughs> I'm putting like 100 on AD. Ooh. And then I'm going to hedge that with 100 on Adebayo. Ooh. So you're like, you're you're doing like a little, um, you're playing a little roulette or something on this sports book. Just because, like, angles. I'm not putting any money on LeBron. I, I just hate betting, like, even money. I just fucking hate it. His narrative is not in my. Good. They don't want LeBron to win another, do they? They want this to be the pass it off to AD year. That's what the narrative says. Um, what about, like, total points? There's not a bet open for this yet, but... I mean, what player do you think is going to score the most points in these finals from either team? Who's going to be number one? LeBron. LeBron. LeBron, yeah. Yeah, most points. It might be AD, though. AD can put up 35 a game. That's tough. I think combined stats, LeBron will. He's going to be in that 42 club that Bill Simmons likes to talk about. Ooh, the Everlove 42 club. What's what's that 42 club? Points, rebounds, assists. If it adds up to 42 mm-hmm. in a series, you're more than likely yep. the most dominant player on the court. Like Larry Bird did it like three times in the playoffs. MJ did it four times. LeBron's done it like six. And he's about to do it seven. Well, we started this show off with uh, a little LeBron clip. Uh, when that confetti dropped, but let's uh, play a little piece for you when Erica, Eric Spolstra took uh, to the interview. And this one is Rachel Nichols, I promise. Rachel Nichols is all cute. I love her in the bubble. There we go. Didn't get you by that microphone there. You, yeah. We got to socially distance. What can I tell you? <laughs> Eric, I have covered... All three of your championship runs, first with the Dwayne Wade Shaq, and then two, of course, with Dwayne and LeBron. I'm not sure I've ever seen you coach a group that is more heat culture than these guys here. What do they represent to you? Uh, well, obviously, first, uh, you mentioned that we want to uh, tip our hat to the Boston Celtics. Uh, this is a hell of a series, and uh, it was great competition. Um, He's dodging the question. And yes, you you stole it from us, but can we do some rapid testing or something and get our crew down here to the Arisons, to the Godfather, Coach, Chris, uh, I know so you're probably up there scowling at us, Shane, Dwayne, I know you're out there watching somewhere, CB, Heat Nation, uh, but it's this group right here, obviously uh, this group, uh, more than anything, they just love to compete. Uh, we're so grateful for this opportunity in this bubble. 
This group would have done it in an empty gym with nobody watching. Uh, just toss that ball up. Uh, and I just I love the fact that this group is so pure and they enjoy each other's success. It's a special group. This is, of course, the organization's first trip back to the finals since 2014. You had a player then by the name of LeBron James. You will now be facing him in the NBA Finals. What is that going to be like? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a great storyline, right? Can you let us enjoy this uh, for a little bit right now? This is hard to do. It's hard to get to this, this point. Um, and I want our guys to recognize that, acknowledge it, enjoy it uh, for at least a night. And then we'll get on to uh, that uh, tomorrow. We'll give you that tonight. The finals don't start till Wednesday. Thank you so much, Coach. Thanks, Let's Rachel. get Jimmy Butler up here. Finals start tomorrow. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, like I said, we're one day out from the final starting. Um, here with my buddy Joe. And we're talking Lakers versus Heat. Um, what do you think, Spool? You just heard Spool say some words after they won the East. Um, what do you think about coaching in this series, and does it matter? It, no, I, it, it does to an extent about rotations and whatnot, but I, I don't think so. I think in the Boston series, it mattered. Coaching mattered in that series. But when you got LeBron on the floor, mm -hmm. <clears throat> he's he's controlling what's going on. So is it like like a Belichicky type thing where Vogel just needs to not make any noise and stay under the radar and shut the fuck up like Belichick would have his players do? Mm -hmm. Is that how you're a successful coach in this in this series? Right. And Spolstra kind of took the reins and said, I'm going to step out front and uh, I'm going to try to dodge these questions, but I'm going to, I'm going to out-coach Vogel and that's going to be my narrative. So does Spolstra always come out ahead even if he loses because of what he just did to set up this series? And does Vogel have no winning, win or lose? No one's going to give Vogel credit. Or does he, mm. will he deserve credit? If the Lakers win, scale to one how much credit is Vogel going to get if the Lakers? How much credit did Ty Lue get? None. Okay. Who else? It's the same narrative, same thing. Spolster didn't get credit when LeBron with him. Either. Nope. Uh, nope. But he's getting credit this year, right? Mm -hmm. Look at these guys he's coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. With the coaching. LeBron dynamic. LeBron is the player, coach, GM, president, and uh, nearly owns a motherfucker. He's selling jerseys, and he's going to cut up his jersey sales with the Lakers on that jersey, and that jersey is going to sell for as long as there is pro basketball. Um, what about... So... Who are the key role players in this series? Like, who's, who's going to step up? Because there's a couple things... Like Shaq likes to Shaq and Kenny and Chuck always refer to them as the others. They're the others. They'll they'll suck on the road, but they'll play great at home for a game or two during a series, and they're the ones who need to step up to mm -hmm. put the superstars in position to actually win this thing. Uh, but there is no home crowd. I believe games are going to be basically every other day, so there's not really even any rest. I mean, you play a game, you sleep, then you're playing a game the next day. 
Um, who needs to step up for either team? Well, for the Lakers, it's all about playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. And he's killing it this playoffs, in a way. He's he's coming off the bench. When did he start to shoot threes and make everyone? I haven't seen him miss a three since maybe like a month ago. It's made everyone. Fucking goddamn fucking Rondo, man. <laughs> Who else? Who else is going to step up? Um, I like KCP right now. His catch and shoot numbers are crazy. Yeah, you were telling me he has some insane stat with that. Like what? He's 55, 57% on catch on and shoot. Catch and shoot. I can't remember where I saw that stat, but it was in the 50s on catch and shoot threes in the playoffs. He's increased his three point percentage by 4% since the regular season. Well, he needs to. All the focus is on AD and LeBron, so he should be wide open taking some of these catch and shoots. Mm hmm. So. And then I think Markeith Morris can play a certain role in this series. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he can just go out there and foul Bam. Yeah. Get Bam pissed off, mm-hmm. whatever, and kind of free up AD at times. Mm-hmm. Might force the Heat into playing um, Myers Leonard some, mm-hmm. which they don't want to. Or isn't Kelly Olynyk? Kelly Olynyk, yeah. They don't want that. LeBron no. will make him. LeBron's just going to put Kelly Olenek in pick and roll action, and it's over. Right. I think Bam might be able to outplay Morris, so Morris even can't get fouls on. He just that, gets buckets. <laughs> that could very well be. I mean, he's he's fucking dynamic. It's stupid. Uh, what's Kyle Kuzma going to do? Is he going to be finally be that third guy, or is he going to keep struggling? Like He's going to keep struggling, I think. He'll have a game where he goes four for five on threes, has 18 points, pulls down a few boards. I hope so for his own sake because he needs it. He needs a contract. He's about to get ousted from the Lakers if he doesn't do something. He'll have a game, but I don't think he's going to be all that important for the whole series. Uh, What about uh, all my favorite white dudes in Miami, like Dragic and uh, Hero and... Uh, Robinson, like, which one of them steps up for Miami? Well, because Hero's playing out of his mind. He's out of his mind. He's confident. He went to Kentucky. Dude's good. Mm-hmm. He's fucking good. 20 years old. 20 years old. Which, it's not that... It's it's a pretty common thing now. Like, you look at these guys, like, Zion, Zion was averaging 24 a game. Mm-hmm. Ja fucking... Was amazing. Luca's twenty one years old, and he he could be MVP he's, candidate. He's top like six in the league right now. It's, I mean, younger guys are more polished coming into the league, and so it doesn't really surprise me that Hero is able to do what he's doing. And uh, like Dragic, like he wasn't even their starter. Like the Miami Heat, like Kendrick Nunn was starting with these these guys. Yeah, Nunn was like a scoring like point guard. And I don't know if he got injured or what happened exactly, but Dragic is, what, 34, 35, had all that rest and kind of got basically an off season before the start, and he's played great. Hitting threes and handling mm-hmm. the ball, uh, dumping it down to Bam when he needs to. Right. Um, and then, I mean, Duncan Robinson, another, you know, non-recruited guy, uh, a junior college guy mm-hmm. from... 
I believe, was he from Milwaukee or is Tyler Hero from Milwaukee? Anyway, one of them was from Milwaukee, but Duncan Robinson was a D3 guy, then got offered to play as like the sixth man on Michigan Wolverines team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's undrafted, right? Like he was a, this, is, yeah, this he, is his second season, but he's been in the G League for like his rookie season. Did you see that he, this year. he contacted somebody from the ringer Yeah, when he was like he a thought, senior? He thought his playing days were going to be over. Right. So he was like, let me get involved in this media thing. Right. And here he is being a 6'8 dead eye shooter that's like Clay Thompson light. Just without the defense Light. by any means, but his it. shooting, I mean, that's who I see him as a catch and shoot guy, Clay Thompson. And he's six eight, and he shoots with a high arc, and he re- his release is way over his head, so he's releasing that thing from over seven feet, plus his jumping. I mean, you know, his shots hard to defend, hard to block. You have to have some real size to do anything against him. And but, I like I like to see guys from the Big Ten. Oh yeah, I'm a Big Ten guy, obviously. Um, what do you think about the referees? Like, how is this going to be officiated? Like, what are they, how are they going to officiate LeBron in the series and AD? And how are they going to officiate Bam and uh, some of the other guys on the Heat? Like, what do you see happening with these officials? Like, are we going to be pissed off? Are we always going to be doing these replays? And these, uh, I remember in round one, Christoph Porzingis, he committed a foul, and then he threw his fist in the air, like, right after an emotion, and they gave him a fucking technical foul. But they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, the, that... That was just to fuck over Dallas. That but... was just to fuck over Dallas. <clears throat> like, they'll get away with that kind of shit. It's, it's the finals. They're going to let LeBron do LeBron things. He's going to get his calls at the rim. He's gonna talk There's going to the be one game, like, like, game three... The one game, the f- first game the Lakers lose, mm-hmm. he's not going to get his calls, and he's, gonna, he's just going to get fucking, they're going to beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. That way, the NBA can create the narrative for the media to talk about, Ooh, oh, the Lakers. I like oh, it. Th- yes. I love it. Lakers are gonna lose now. They lost the game. Miami's on a roll. LeBron can't score. Da, 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 da. And then LeBron, oh, he's scoring all these points. LeBron figured out the refs. LeBron then, is then a mental genius. He's next game, like, he'll be seventeen for twenty from the free throw line. Yep. He's gonna get his trips. What about AD? How are they gonna officiate AD? Because sometimes it's hard being a big in the league and it's yeah. hard how they officiate. Because sometimes you get away with playing like a like a powerful big, and sometimes. You can't. And game to game, you never know really what it is. But in this series, how are they going to look at AD? What offensive fouls are they going to call on him? And what kind of defensive fouls is he going to get picked up? And is he going to be in foul trouble in any of these games? Are they going to are they going to let that happen? Yeah, he'll be in foul trouble. I think Bam will force him to be in foul trouble. Is Bam going to play like a big strong dude up against him? Or is Bam going to out-finesse AD on offense? Because they're both probably going to get theirs, but uh, how do you see that matchup? I mean, AD's going to outplay him. AD's the better player, for sure. But does he Bam have will get heart? his, huh? But does he have the bigger heart? Yes. Yes, he has a bigger heart. <laughs> no, no, Effort matters in this league. Maybe. Maybe not when you get to that point. So is it, I mean, is AD going to out-finesse and just out-shoot and make more threes? 
and dribble drive on Bam, or is Bam going to out be more athletic than AD and be faster, quicker, and stronger, um, and just get to the rim? Like who's who do you see being more dominant there? And you got to include how the refs let them play. Yeah, I mean, I think AD will get more calls. He will. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that. Um, I also think AD is gonna outplay him. Mm-hmm. Um, Bam's gonna get his though. He will. Bam's gonna have a game or two where he just dominates. He'll be. He'll. 25 and 12? 25 and 12. No matter what happens, Bam's yeah. 25 and 12. And there'll be a game where he probably has a triple-double. He gets those assists, and that's the game when Duncan Robinson or whoever hits mm-hmm. like six or seven threes. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're... Where's Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee fit in in this series? Goons. Are they, they going to get minutes? Yeah, goons. I, I love them and Markeith Morris and... I think they want to make sure that the Heat have to play their bigs. Because the Heat don't want to play their bigs. They want Bam to be their big. But I think they can play against AD and another big, either Dwight or JaVale, because they're in this in this like zone, this moving zone with their tallest wings up top, and they're Bam down low. And is Dwight Howard going to figure out this zone ever? Is he ever going to get it? Is JaVale... Gonna they're just be gonna able to do anything in They're this just zone? gonna be bodies. If they're out there, that means LeBron's out there. Probably LeBron and Rondo. Mm-hmm. It's just they're too smart, man. LeBron and Rondo, they're gonna they're gonna crack this zone. But I don't even think the Heat are gonna play a zone the whole time because they didn't play a zone against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. They didn't play a zone against the Bucks. But then they went like all zone. Against yeah the, the Celtics. Celtics, Celtics are built way differently than the Lakers are. I I think Lakers are going to force their hand, and I don't think they're going to be able to play a zone. Uh, what about fourth quarter play? Like, how do you see um, these guys <clears throat> playing in the fourth? Like, what are they going to do? Is that when they start playing zone? Is Miami goes to the zone in the fourth just to kind of mix things up and see how it goes? Is AD going to be that fourth quarter guy? LeBron. Who's taking over in the fourth in these games? Because Jimmy Butler is Mr. Fourth Quarter. You know he's going to have a few games where he is that guy. He'll have a game or two. or He'll score eight straight off mm-hmm. four long jumpers and layups mm-hmm. and fucking uh, free throws. But who else is stepping up just in the fourth? Not even crunch time yet, but just fourth quarter performance guy. Who do you got? I like AD in the fourth. I just... I... <laughs> You like him in crunch time? I like him in crunch time. Two minutes left in the game. Is he going to make another game-winning three-pointer? He's going to make some sort of shot, but it's going to be set up by LeBron somehow. Somehow, some way, it's going to be set up by LeBron. Whether it's LeBron kind of like on AD's game-winning shot he had, like they pretty much double-teamed LeBron. And I mm-hmm. think that they were relying on Jokic to get to AD mm-hmm. on the inbound. I think to trap, right? Yeah. So I think LeBron <clears throat> will end up being the decoy. So he's going to have just as much of an impact on the end of the game. But I think AD will be the one doing the scoring so, early on. But if we get to 
Game six, game seven. Game seven, game six. It's LeBron. He's going to take over, and he's going to have his signature 35, 12, and 11 game. I want to see this thing go seven games, no matter what. I really do. Who is most likely to have the play? You know how, like, LeBron had that block, or Adebayo had the block, or, you know... Who's going to hit a half quarter to win a game? Or who's the guy to get the steal and the game ceiling play that turns the series? It's got to be a superstar. Because something that major, it can't be a role player. I know you have, like, in the past, Robert Ori, Big Shot Bob, hitting some three-pointers. That you don't think it could be Rondo? Series. I don't think it can be Rondo. Could it be Hero? Um yeah, I'd love to see that. Tyler Hero, why not? But I he's not getting a big block. He has to have that. I think it really has. Like the be, Ray Allen corner three, that's the kind of shot that Hero would have to have. Catch, right. step back, last second. like That's a good comp, yeah, something like that. But generally, I think it goes to the star players, so it's yep. really got to be Bam, AD, or LeBron. It's got to be one of those three that really Jimmy. has that. Jimmy moment. can do some scurvy shit out there. Just something met for when the cameras are on mm-hmm. and it's recorded and it's being watched live mm-hmm. by millions of people. Um, it's Le- got to be one of those guys. LeBron's like minus 400 on that, and everybody else is plus. Yep. So LeBron's the odds-on favorite, in my opinion. Um, deciding factors in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've already kind of talked about the Miami zone. Uh I'm not sure how much they're going to play it. You don't think they're going to play it much. Uh, there'll probably be games where they really get into it, but they can't just they can't just let LeBron figure it out because the Celtics eventually did figure it out. They mm-hmm. had to start setting screens to get people open in the zone rather than trying to just do some ball movement. I think uh, the Lakers definitely saw that, and they can attack that in a little bit better way than what the Celtics did from the start. Um, we've talked about AD and Bam. Uh, which I think is going to be a huge deciding factor. I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. Who plays better, AD or Bam? That's who wins the series. Who plays better? In uh, your opinion, you ask me. Uh, what the fuck do you think? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is what's LeBron going to average statistically in the series, win or lose? Well, he's got to get to, I think he's going to average about 43 and a half on that. So Points, rebounds, assists. Yeah. So I'm going to say 26. And 9. So that's 9 rebounds. And 10 assists. 9 assists. 26, 9 and 9. I like so it. So that could be like 25, 8.2, mm-hmm. and 8.7, or something like that. But about that 26, 9, and 9. Mm-hmm. Especially if they go small, uh, mm-hmm. which they might. Dwight and JaVale might not be playing in the fourth quarter because AD is going to play in the fourth quarter. And that's when Braun's going to get a lot of those rebounds. I mean, he could definitely grab 14 rebounds in one game just because he, he's got such size. Right. And it's really just. Bam. I mean, Bam and Crowder are going to be the ones boxing out LeBron when LeBron's kind of in there to get some of those easier rebounds. Right. And LeBron's going to win those battles. What do you think about the narrative of 
AD not being able to rebound in the Denver series. Uh, I, he didn't want to. He, he just, didn't want to. It, it seemed like he was getting back in transition on the shot. Right. I mean, he could start the fast break, and that's right. that's how they destroyed Denver is they're always on the break. Right. It seemed so like the was, guards were crashing for rebounds, and they were pushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that he couldn't rebound, but it wasn't, just wasn't in the game, game plan. plan. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what's this series mean legacy wise for the these four guys? AD, LeBron, Jimmy, and Bam. Like, depending on who wins, someone's gonna get a legacy narrative written about them. LeBron is no matter what. AD is no matter what. Uh, Butler and Bam, they're only going to get it written for them if they win. Everyone expects them to lose, so... Yeah, there's no expectations for them yet. Yeah. There probably will never be expectations for Jimmy. Yeah, because he, he's pushing it in age, although Jimmy's he's a winner. But if he did win, if Jimmy Butler is finals MVP and just plays lights out, and they win, what's his legacy story? Jimmy's just always Jimmy. Jimmy's Jimmy always Jimmy. Guy. Like Jimmy worked it out. Jimmy worked it out. Like I don't think he ever gets to that Dirk Nowitzki mm-hmm. top twenty-five player all time. Mm-hmm. He's like top one hundred and fifty or something all time. Mm-hmm. What about Bam? If Bam's Finals MVP, what how are... old's Bam? Twenty. Can we look this up real quick? I'll look it up real quick. Uh, but kind of give me what your thoughts are on Bam while I'm looking up his age. I'm curious to see, because this is like Bam's his... 23. He's 23. 23. He is a young guy. Is he... He's a healthy looking 23. That dude is in shape. He is, looks like a monster. Is he Pascal Siakam? Is he... Oh, he's... No. Is he Clint he's Capella? Better. Like oh, he's better. He's got an offensive game. He has true offensive game, like post up and uh, face to the basket. That's what I'm just. I'm just game. asking. Like, is he gonna be like? Because they both had like fucking amazing seasons at one point. Mm-hmm. Which Siakam's still good, but he was sketchy here in the playoffs. But right, something wasn't right. But everything was like, oh, Siakam's gonna be the man. He's gonna be the number one guy. But it doesn't seem like he is. He's not the leader. Adebayo's not going to have that regression. Adebayo is the leader on this team, though. He is the heart and soul and the dedication and probably has even more of a work ethic than Jimmy does. So he is the heart and soul of this team. So maybe if he's finals MVP, they start pushing, uh, you know, outwork others. Do better, improve. You know, be that guy that just gets better and better every day and see where it can take you. I don't know. What do you think? What are the players going to say if Bam Adebayo is the MVP? Players I mean, across the league, what, what do you think would there be their consensus? I think they'd accept it if it was if he deserved it. Like Andre Iguodala, he was an mm-hmm. MVP. Mm-hmm. Deservingly I mean, so. Deservingly. What so if, I mean, it can. It can be somebody other than, like, the high-profile guy. So I'm glad you said that. Not the high-profile guy. Um, Is Anthony Davis the high-profile guy in L.A.? And what's his legacy if he wins his finals and wins the finals MVP? Is it finally, ah, he's arrived, we've been waiting on this for the last eight years from him? Or does it feel more like cheating, teaming up with LeBron? 
It's forcing not, your well, way out of New Orleans, forcing well, your way to a specific team. It will never be to the level of KD going oh, to yeah. Golden State. That was because they were already like the best team in the league ever. They're arguably the best. AD team ever. went to the Lakers, that were awful, mm-hmm. and they got rid of fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. All their young talent. to get one guy, and mm-hmm. then they just added some pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he went to. An already built team. Right. They had to work this shit out, and they did pretty fucking good. Um, his legacy, though, I mean, it's it's not gonna ride on this one series, but it could like this could be something that propels him over like your Patrick Ewings and shit like that, like. These guys you think about historically. He could be a, a historically great Los Angeles Lakers big man. He could right be. Right up there with who? Wilt, Kareem, yep. Shaq. Yeah. Uh, what other bigs do they have there that I'm missing? I know they had some other bigs out in L.A., but he'd be on that. George Mikan, I think. With one title, where's that put A.D. on that Lakers big man history? Obviously not. Obviously not Wilt or Kareem or Shaq, but does it make him number four? Probably. Um, top 10 Laker of all time. Because you had Kobe. There's some fucking list. crazy ones, man. LeBron's probably going to be on that list. Um, Shaq, does, does Elgin, Magic. Magic is James Worthy. Kareem. I don't, I don't know if he's top 10. How many titles would he have to win to be top 10 Three. in L.A.? Three? Yeah, agreed. And what about LeBron. LeBron wins the title in L.A. Yeah. LeBron's finals MVP. Yeah. LeBron's in his, what, 17th season. Yeah. How old is he? 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, who knows how many minutes he's played. He's the statistical leader in basically every playoff category there is. Yeah. Or if he's not, he's going to be within the next three years. Yeah. Um, potentially the best player of all time, depending on where you rank him on what specific day, but he's definitely in that argument. Uh, probably the best all-around player that's ever played the game. No yep. question in doubt, he is definitely that. Um, what's What would this do for his legacy? Hmm. Can he even help his legacy? I don't. Can I don't really think he can. Legacy? I don't. He could. He could win eight championships, and he will still. He, he, People won't argue for him to be better than Jordan. He could win fucking eight. Well, well Jordan was six for six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chasing the ghost. So it's, it's, I don't know. I think it can firmly put him as number two because there's still people that think he's like maybe top ten all mm-hmm. time. And they're, those are just haters. That's just stupid. Paul Pierce, what's up? Yeah, he's, oh, he just moved up to number two. He just did? What are you fucking I, dumb? Three years ago, Paul Pierce had LeBron as best player ever. When he won his title with Cleveland, even Paul Pierce got in the wagon and said, this is the GOAT. Mm-hmm. That year, everyone said he was the GOAT. And then he didn't do anything different. He just lost GOAT status. It's been really weird. They're making him earn it back. Like, how many times does he have to prove that he's the GOAT? It's... Multiple times. He's got to prove it again. If he can prove it again, if he can prove it again, that'll be amazing. Uh, yeah, so who do you've got? Who's winning this series, Joe? Who's coming out on top? 
The Lakers are going to win it. I just haven't decided if it's going to be five or six games. What's your I'm, gut telling you? Early I was leaning five, but now I'm leaning six. So gut was five. Five games, Lakers. They probably lose game two or three. Mm-hmm. What about you? How do you feel? I'm really feeling the heat. I think they're a team. They've been battling together as brothers for years. It's not a popularity contest. They don't care who scores or who plays the good game. They all have each other's back. Uh, The confidence level on every one of those guys in rotation is sick right now. And I think they're mentally tougher, and I think AD is going to choke in this finals. And I really think it's going to be who plays better, Bam or AD. And Bam has just as much playoff experience as AD does. AD's only been to the playoffs one other time, only won one series ever in his career. And I think that's what it's going to boil down to. So I'm going to say Heat in six. I would love to see it be Heat in seven. I'd love to see this be a seven-game series, but I'm going to say Heat in six. Where's the uh, playoff experience at on these finals experience? Who do we got? Andre Guadala. Was Jay Crowder in the finals? Oh. With the Cavs? And LeBron was there? Yeah, but he played like shit. And he got sent out. He played so bad. And so did motherfucking uh, George Paul. Paul, no. Who is it? The guard in Milwaukee that used to be a George Casey. Hill. George Hill. He was horrible with LeBron in Cleveland. Fucking horrible. Um, yeah, oh, uh, who'd you say? Um, Iggy. Iggy. Iggy has, like, so much playoff experience. He's right. number two right behind LeBron. But LeBron has, like, an extra, like, 150 games on him or something. I think right. I just saw that I'm just trying today. to figure out who has more playoff experience. AD or Bam. Well, then, but then you got Rondo on the other side. Oh, yeah, he's got so much experience. He's got a ton. There's some guys out there, and I think they can kind of pull in the guys. Danny Green, yep, he's won tons titles. Of experience. Tons of experience. So it, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, who comes out more calm and mm-hmm. collected, because I think that's going to matter for especially the first game. And, you know, it could set the tone for the series, but. Spolstra has the coaching experience in the finals. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm ready. Uh, so what's your craziest uh, three-year-and-out prediction? Just a crazy thing you think is going to happen in the NBA sometime over the next three years. Crazy thing. Just craziest three-year-out prediction. I mean, I can give you mine. I think... <laughs> PG and Kawhi are both going to re-sign as Clippers, but they're both going to take pay cuts and bring in a third guy, a third star. And we're going to go back to that third star type of league uh, once their contracts are up. So even though Doc is out and this year was a disappointment, um, the easiest way for them to get a third star is just take a little bit less money, not be max guys. I don't know if they will do it, but why not do it? Why not bring in your third guy? who might be your number one or number two guy, because it's not going to be PG as number two anymore. Uh, but you might get someone great coming to L.A., because L.A. is the mecca. We decided that. Um, so you got, that was a team in the West. Mm-hmm. I got a team in the East. Who do you got? So Minnesota Timberwolves, 
Okay. Three years. Okay. You're saying three years from now. Yep. They're going to draft LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Think. This year. This year. Next year, they're going to get Bradley Beal. Okay. So then that'll be LaMelo, Beal, Cat, and they will be top two in the East in three years. I want to see that. Put your money on that today. I'll put my you, money on that. You'll be a we fucking get that millionaire up. if that happens. Can we get that up? That's what she said. Oh, snap. All right, Joe. It's been awesome. Uh, I got the Heat. Joe's got the Lakers. Uh, we'll touch on this in two weeks. Peace out, y'all. Stay too cold. <laughs>